hello. Uh, welcome to another edition of whatever the hell our unnamed podcast is. <laughs> we still haven't named it. <laughs> By the way, I thought of a name. Tell me what you think. This name is now free. What do you think about the O'Reilly Factor as the name <laughs> of our podcast? I don't want any association with that whatsoever. <laughs> okay, no, it's a completely different O'Reilly. We'll do it live! It fucking sucks! We'll do it live! <laughs> Oh, man. Beautiful. Did you see uh, John Oliver last week? Yes. 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 Or actually, that would have been like two days. That was just beautiful. Oh, my God. (laughs) So. Pulling an old Daily Show trick out of his hat where he basically just shows nothing but a clip of a person lecturing about something and then another clip of the person doing the exact opposite <laughs> of what they were just lecturing at. You know, just classic Daily Show move from like the good old days. Yep. Uh, I, I'm, it's, <laughs> it's amazing how many of these people are just falling. It, it's like, I think they, there's really, they really thought when, once Trump was elected it was a, 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 a brand new day. and It was this new dawn. And that they were going to be able to, to, to continue to do, you know, the, the, the stuff that Trump preaches and the stuff that Trump gets away with. And that they'd all, you know, write it back into the good old days of the 1950s where, you know, well, dude, this is not, white, men were, is not white men were in charge and women and, and minorities knew their place. So. Yeah, but none of this stuff is new. I mean, he's been he was, you know, allegedly doing this stuff for years. Yeah, I so like, no. I don't think it's like, oh, Trump's elected so we can, you know, get away no, with all this. No, but it's like it's just happened to be coming out now. No, it like, no, it actually it hasn't been coming out now. It 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 came it came out in 2004. This has been known for a while. But what's happened is that Trump has not only awakened a lot of the the people on his side into thinking that you know it's gonna be Amer- they're gonna make America great again but it's 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 really wakened up a lot of of the opposition and and now the, you think the, that's what it they're, is? they're much better better conditioned and, and 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 better organized to, to to take down it was it wasn't the fact that o, that Bill O'Reilly was sexually harassing women. Fox had known about it for years. It's been in the public news that the, the, the lawsuits were, were publicly open in 2004. It's that they were bleeding money. It was that the opposition people who are opposed to Trump are now taking down his pillars, and O'Reilly and Fox are one of those pillars. And so they yeah, put because it, it stemmed from an, a Times article. Yeah, this the new wave came from. So you think you think it's. A, the, the Trump factor is awakening the enemy, so to speak. That's what you think it is. I I think so. I think I think a lot of people didn't realize how bad it could be. They're seeing how bad it can be. Uh, I think I think you know what? I think Trump is right about one thing a little bit, and that is the the the, the mainstream media is not going to give him any slack. You know, it's not that they're fake, and it's not that they're 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 false, and it's not that they're lying. It's that they're not going to give him an ounce of breathing room. Once he started calling them the enemy, once he started putting them in in, in press pens, in his little rallies, and and his you know supporters were were, were basically calling for their hanging. Uh, they decided, all right, if we're gonna, if you're gonna play that game, we're gonna, we're gonna play that game too. And every misstep right. you you take, and every miss miss, you know, every word you misspeak, we are going to trumpet it. And all the people that helped get you here, 
we're going to make sure that all of their dis indiscretions are put back on that front page. And all the people that hate you now are going to organize and get rid of your ass. And that's exactly what's happening. So Okay. So, and yeah, because you know what? I, I do agree. I, I do agree that in a lot of major publications, there might be a liberal bias. But I'm okay with that because as long as you're telling the truth, who cares what your opinion is? You know, who cares what your politics are? As long as what you're saying is factual. All right, so who's next? So that's a big question. Who's, this, who's the next big pillar? It's like, oh, my God, it turns out he was doing that. I mean, who is next? That's a prediction. Give me a prediction. Yeah. I mean, Sean, something about Sean Hannity. I mean, they're really digging for scraps. I think the one they should be going after next is the Sebastian Gorka. This guy that has... Who? Sebastian Gorka. He's a national security advisor. He's not the, the, not the head one, but he's part of his national security committee. Uh, he calls himself Dr. Sebastian Gorka. And it looks like he's got ties to, like, the Romanian Nazi party. Uh, or, or this 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 party in oh. Romania that has ties to the Nazis. It, it goes back. And uh, I, I think he's one that they need to kind of target. I think any anybody with that kind of uh, dirt in their past needs to go. Um, I still think Steve Bannon's on thin ice, but who knows? And that goes back and forth. Is, uh, is Rush... Limbaugh's still around. Rush Limbaugh's I mean, still around. I think. I think it's going to be hard. Didn't he lose? Didn't he lose a lot of his either advertisers or something or other after that whole? They were like the last incident was when he was. There was a lady testifying at Capitol Hill oh, yeah. about Obamacare. Yeah, called her a, a Chris, slut it, or uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, birth control coverage. Yeah. And he called her a slut. Yeah, exactly. And then like, wasn't that the thing that like people <laughs> yeah, were really but, dropping I mean, him after that? How many times has he? done something and lost some viewers and gotten I mean he's he's a lot more Teflon and and he's AM radio and not TV I think you know I think you can get away with a little bit more on AM radio than you can TV uh, especially with a big news organization like Fox I yeah I guess and it's also there's a difference between you know crazy person saying something on the radio versus and like the common factor here has been like sexual harassment, and like, or like, um, I guess I mean even with Rush, like the, the whole drug addiction, the drug bust thing didn't even take him down, you know. Donovan McNabb only got him fired from ESPN. It didn't take him down. So that's right that's yeah, right that's we're right. going back the, to the early 2000s he lasted, i remember yeah the whole McNabb, the black, quarterback black quarterback comment yeah. and he lasted like the nfl a, wants to see a black quarterback to succeed you know and and he you know he had his espn gig for half a season and he was gone so and uh oh, man good times good times <laughs> but i don't i don't see rush going and uh, i see I don't know. I don't know. I it's. I think it's going to be somebody back up in Washington again. Um, Jason Chaffetz uh, surprised me this week by. I don't know if you if you heard what he did, but he um, he basically said he's not going to be running for re-election and he may not even finish off his term. That's Who's it? Jason Chaffetz, the uh, the uh, a representative from uh, the state of Utah. The one that was one of the heads of the uh, Benghazi or the, the email investigation to Hillary Clinton. Uh, he was the one that said a few weeks ago when they were trotting out the uh, health care plan, 
you know, people may not be able to buy a new iPhone every year so they can pay for their health care. You know. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a douchebag. Um, I mean, the whole Benghazi scandal, when you get down to it, the real victim and all that hatred, there's got to be more than a few people out there named Benjamin Ghazi. So, if you're a guy out there and your name is Ben Ghazi, I mean, what kind of hard time do you think that he has, the collective he has been having? He, ben Ghazi. He's, he's sitting in a, in, a, in, a, in a room drinking coffee with the Bin Ladens and the Hitlers of the world. <laughs> More like, I would say the Osamas, because there was quite a few, probably still Osamas. Yeah. Like, that had nothing to do with Osama Bin Laden, just anybody named Osama. There was a guy, I remember when it first happened, there was some sort of, some dude, there was some restaurant in New York City called Osama's, there was just some dude, I don't know, I'm just generalizing, it was, you know, like a falafel store, or, you know, restaurant or whatever. It's like some nice guy, just trying to make an honest living. He's like, fuck you, I'm not changing the name of my restaurant, that's my name, Yeah, you know? exactly. So, it's, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of Ben Ben Gazis out there that yes. that are unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so what else you got? So uh, I know we talked a little bit about before we started up the old reel to reel, but you're talking about how you went to the Star Wars celebration and it was a complete oh yes complete mad it was it was complete mad Star Wars celebration 2017 Orlando Florida um, okay so this is the woo this is the third Star Wars celebration I I have I've been to um, so up until this year up until this well, last weekend or whatever the weekend before we had both been to the same number of Star Wars celebrations. exactly we'd been to two we went to to the cell Orlando Orlando both times. Uh, Star- and Orlando. And Orlando, yeah. Star Wars Celebration 4 and 5 in 2010 and 2012. And uh, we had a lot of fun, and, you know, we... we Quite a lovely time. Got to see Carrie Fisher both times. Carrie time. Fisher. First time very briefly, mm-hmm. and the second time a very long panel. Yep. So we get to see Carrie. That was a highlight. Actually, seeing Anthony Daniels was a highlight, because he is very, very funny. Exactly. He was... He was so yeah. amusing. I, he was I, I, find, quite the, I find Mark Hamill uh, very, very funny as well. Um, actually, I, I found... I thought Anthony... Yeah. I, I, found, I found Carrie Fisher very funny as well. I, I, Carrie Fisher was, was amazingly funny. Uh, just... Well, see, I thought Anthony Daniels was amazing. Yeah, well, And Carrie Fisher yeah. was very entertaining. Yeah, she, she's... she's uh, she was such a... A bundle of energy. Yeah, it's like... It, it's... It's hard to describe, but you never knew exactly where where her her train of thought was going to go, and it was it was usually in in very surprising and shocking ways, and ultimately funny. And uh, yeah, her presence was definitely missed at, at this celebration, uh, and you could you could tell there was a, there was a lot of um, a lot of people that 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 miss her. I saw the uh, Mark Hamill uh, dedication to her. Uh, tribute to her again on the screen because I couldn't get into any of the big panels but <laughs> I watched did Mark Hamill have a couple because yes. I watched most of he had his, one of his on YouTube yeah. and it was just about him uh, I don't think it was a Carrie Fisher trip, but I think it was just him okay that would that and was that was the Sunday Hamill himself that was just about him and I believe I didn't yeah, wa- I, I, I did one. not watch that one uh, Sunday I was 
doing some final wrap-up stuff, waiting in line for a couple autographs and stuff like that. But uh, Sunday, I, I think he had laryngitis, or he had a very, very hoarse voice, I, I heard. That's yes. right, yeah. He was, yeah, he he was starting to come down with it on, on Friday. But he did, on Friday, he did a tribute to Carrie Fisher, which was which was really, really moving. And, um, you know, he, he kind of broke down during part of it uh, when he was reading kind of his little eulogy to her that he had written. He started to break down, and uh, pretty much the entire audience started to break down. And you know, it was it was a nice, it was a nice send off to her. I did not. Were they in the theater? Were they in the theater that that same one theater that we always went to in uh, the convention center? Uh, they, there was there was the the Galaxy stage and the Celebration stage were the two main ones. So uh, I, I believe I think we were in the Celebration for George. It's just that one theater that's in yeah. the convention center. Believe it or not, I think, I think they did not have the the the, the big panels in that theater because I was in that theater for the viewing of the Last Jedi, not the the actual live. Really? Oh. I think they had that all so on the was... galaxy stage, which I actually think is smaller. I don't know. Maybe it accommodated the guests better because uh, the first day they had John Williams oh. and his orchestra playing, so maybe that's why they had it set up oh that. Yeah. Uh, that that would have been amazing to be in, but again, you couldn't get in unless you had gotten there, basically twenty four hours in advance. And like I said, there were some people that uh, I, I talked to a gentleman yeah. who was in line all night long on Wednesday night, spent the night, camped out, slept, and had the line cut. Ten people in front of him did not get to that theater. I don't know. I mean, can you think of really help me out here? What is something in life? That you would, if it was not, the, you know, the start one of the panels for Star Wars. Is there something in life that you would line up twenty four hours in advance for? Like, like, <clears throat> not, not anymore. I don't think. Um, maybe at one point when when life was simpler and I was younger and things were a lot easier, then yes, maybe. You know, just think, think bigger though. Not just Star Wars. Like, all right, let's. Is there something? Some sort okay. of event. Some sort of. If, crazy spectacle no i don't i i can't think of of any event i think if it were an event it would have to be star wars and i think it would have to be something so rare like okay we've made episode 10 (laughs) but we're only gonna show it one night and one night only and then we're gonna burn every existing copy so you have to line up now to see it and maybe I would do that if I if that was the only way I was going to see the next Star Wars movie. It was like you have to line the up to see the next Star Wars movie because after today it's going to be gone forever. Then yeah, maybe I would do that. But huh. I can't think of it. You know that. Now, if they were to do that with all of Pauly Shore's movies, like hey, we're going to have a marathon of Pauly Shore movies, and when we're done, we're going to burn. Every single print of it. I'd say, why wait? Just burn. <laughs> why, why wait? Just, just do us all a favor. <laughs> I think Polly Shore would light the match. I really do. <laughs> uh, uh, but, do you think he's Paul now? Do you think he's like? No, I'm not Paul. I'm just Paul. No, it's Paul. No, Shore. it's Rick. <laughs> it's Rick. <laughs> it's Rick. It's Rick Schroeder. I'm not Ricky. I'm Rick Schroeder. It's Rick Shore. <laughs> I just changed my name. 
so, my God. But I did a little research just to kind of put the, the celebration attendance in, in perspective. So let me, let me give you a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Now, these numbers I lifted off the internet, and a couple of them are from Wikipedia, so take them at face value, but I don't have any reason to doubt the numbers. So looking at, like, previous attendances, when they first started celebration, it was, like, in 1999 to promote Phantom Menace, and I believe the first one was in Denver. And then they spent two years in Indianapolis before they actually went to Anaheim. Um, but uh, I think when they first started out, it started at about 20,000 people. And they built over the years to averaging about 30,000 people over the four-day weekend. You know, a cumulative, not 30,000 people every day. But over the four-day four day weekends, they, they had 30,000 attendees. And that was true all the way up through the ones we went to. Uh uh, celebrations four and five they averaged 30,000 people in those celebrations this year this celebration was the largest in their history including the last one in Anaheim which was promoting the Force Awakens the largest in their history of 70,000 people so obviously we have more than doubled the amount of people walking through that convention center you know to, to, to enjoy Star Wars which made it near impossible to do anything. They, they, they had one entrance going into the convention center on Thursday, which meant it took about two to two and a half hours just to get in the convention center. It was such a nightmare that they sent an apology an hour after the convention closed to all the people on the website. They apologized for the way they handled it and in the in the the subsequent days they actually opened up more entrance points so so they did fix that part of it because now also you know with everything being the way it is these days the new thing that they have at the celebration that we didn't have the last two years is they have metal detectors so you got to go through those now Uh, yeah yeah welcome well i mean because up until up until when, when, when we went in 2012 i mean like, there wasn't a single shooting. I mean, I remember the first school shooting was, what, 2013? And then, I think it was 2014, there was the terror attack. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense why they didn't have any metal detectors in 2012. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, of course, the Pulse nightclub attack was right in that city uh, just last, last I'm being year. sarcastic, of course, because there's been, like, dozens and dozens of shootings yeah, the past, yeah, like, yeah. 20 years, give or say. No, but, but, Pulse, but yeah. Pulse, Pulse being recently in that that community's mind um and you you're seeing it even at the theme parks i i I don't think you've been to disney in quite a while they have that whole situation at the disney parks now you have you have metal oh really they've changed the disney oh yeah all of them metal detectors because the last time i went they just had the bag checks they have metal detectors they actually have dogs walking outside the theme parks now so i've seen i've seen bomb sniffing dogs walking around so that is our world now. So that part we have to kind of get used to. And for the most part, I understood that. That, that didn't bother me. But uh, the, the other stuff about this, this convention um, was, was very difficult to, to, to handle some of it. Um, obviously, I was not getting into any of the, the main panels. And the, the, the two main ones were the Star Wars 40th anniversary celebration on the first day which had George Lucas, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, 
Um, John Williams in the orchestra, Daisy Ridley. I mean, for for Harrison Ford. To show yeah, that's that's oh. a big one. That's a that's a huge one. I mean, by the way, let me ask you this. So I saw that like there was a couple of videos, like Sam Jackson and Liam Neeson did a like a little video. Right. But was there any peep from uh, Ewan? From from who? Ewan. No. Ewan McGregor. No, but I but I did meet his uncle this this past and that weekend. So I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But um, no, I well, didn't see. Please, I'll well, get to it now. Yeah. Get to it now. Well, we have time is very precious, and I have like so many stories. Okay, so uh, right okay. Down. Well, well, try, just if anybody who doesn't know, uh, Dennis Lawson, who plays plays Wedge Antilles in the Star Wars movies, uh, is Ewan McGregor's uncle, and uh, I got Dennis Lawson's autograph. It was. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't actually know that. I had no idea that Wedge was Ewan McGregor's uncle. You did not know that, yeah. Um, no, yeah, wow, that yeah. is beautiful. Bit of trivia. <laughs> so Den- Dennis Lawson uh, was at this celebration. I, from what I understand, this might have been his first convention. I don't think he does many conventions. And I now hold now hold on a second. Are we talking blood relative, or did he marry it? I could not tell you that. So I mean, I I would ask guess half. Did he? Is he just? Did he marry Owen's aunt? Well, or maybe he's on his mother's side. You know, the Lawson Lawson oh, might be wow, maiden name, possibly. Wow. I don't know. Did you know that? Did you know that Melissa McCarthy is the cousin of Jenny McCarthy? I did. You know that Amy Schumer is a cousin of Chuck Schumer. <laughs> I, I did. Second I did. cousin, I think. So, but, but anyway, uh, the, um, but it was just a real nightmare to get anything done. Um, to go to get into any panel, even the screening of a panel, you had to have a wristband, and if you didn't get the wristband within the first, you know, I'd say 20, 30 minutes of the day, you weren't getting in to see anything. Um, getting into the celebration store where they sold merchandise, which used to be something that we would just, you know, freely walk in and out of was a two hour wait with a hour wait to check out. So needless to say, I did not get into the celebration store. Um, Autographs. It took two hours to buy a ticket to get an autograph to go stand (laughs) in line for another two hours to go get the autograph of the person you bought the they, they, that was, they had three registers to sell tickets. It was so crammed and so, so messed up. I, I met a guy in one of the lines who was having everybody sign a Rogue One poster. And there was a lot of the Rogue One stars there, including uh, Felicity Jones and Forrest Whitaker. And I asked him, you know, because he, I, I knew that they were very long lines for those. I'm like, so he showed me all the autographs he had. He had about 10 autographs and stuff like that. And I'm like, have you been able to do anything else besides this area? Have you left this area this weekend? And he's like, not really. So through four days, he basically just got a poster autographed. And uh, that... <laughs> Wait, now let me... Who uh, did you... I, I guess I didn't ask you, did you get any autographs? Other, besides Wedge? I, I got I, I got very simple autographs. I, I got I got uh, four autographs. Um, two, two for me and two for the girls. Because I'm trying to get my, my, my young girls into into Star Wars. So I got Wedge Antilles, uh, Dennis Lawson. And I got Angus McInnes, who played Gold Leader in the original Star Wars. That uh, he blew up. And he, he made an appearance, some old footage of him made an appearance in Rogue One. So I, I got him. And he was a really nice guy. He shakes hands. He talks to you for a few minutes. He doesn't rush you through the line. He was, he was super nice. 
And for the girls, I got a couple of the the voice actors from Star Wars Rebels. Uh, the the two the two ladies that uh, play uh, two of the characters okay. in there. All right. Uh, the very nice, very pretty, pretty women. Very nice, nice women. Um, again, uh, take the time talk to you. So they weren't super. One of them actually had a pretty long line. The other one, not so much. Um, I tried to get a third third voice actress from uh, Rebels, uh, uh, Ashley Eckstein, uh, who's been very nice every time I've seen her. But I was going to try to get an autograph for the girls. Um, but the line was so long, I actually had the ticket from. Yeah, you know, and I was supposed to. Her her signing time was from four to five, and I was waiting at at the other line. I was went through the other line for the other lady. It took an hour. I got over to her line at four thirty, so I was well within that four to five time, and they turned me away because they said there's too many people in line and that she had to leave Jeez. at five. And I'm like, that's fine. Just show me where to get my refund. You know, huh? I'm not gonna fight you over whether or not she can stay to sign a picture. You know, I but I paid. Forty dollars for her autograph, and you got a refund. Yeah. No, I got a refund. I, I would have, I, okay. I would have called the police if I didn't. So, <laughs> I, 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 Tops is handling it now. Um, the Tops that makes the trading cards that we, you know, used to get as kids. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. Tops. It used to be official picks. Was the was the people that ran the autographs uh, when when we went? I mean, when it when it comes to uh, trading cards, they are. Uh, the yeah. Uh, well, when it comes to running autograph sessions, they're at bottom of the barrel. Most of the problems I feel with that part of it was solely on tops and the way they handled it. And but again, do you think it's because they didn't anticipate the numbers? I think or? I. Well, here's the thing: How do you not do that? You sell badges, you sell tickets. Saturday was sold out for a month. Um. You should have been able to gauge exactly what kind of audience. Wait, so like, if I would like last time when I just like showed up on Sunday and bought a ticket, you're saying that I could not have done that? I think you could have done that on Sunday, and you might even be able to do it on Thursday and Friday. I did, but I know that Saturday was sold out for about a month before the 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 convention, and four day tickets, which is what I got because I bought them. May of last year, so I've had the tickets for almost a year. I had them for 11 months. The four-day tickets were sold out for a couple of months before the convention. So they had an idea of what was going in and why they did not plan better for it, why they did not utilize the space that the convention center offered better, why they didn't have more cash registers and more open space for things like autographs in the celebration store. I can't tell you. Uh, I can tell you there was a lot of very unhappy people with it. Um, I started out unhappy. I, I adjusted my expectations on the second day and just enjoyed what I could enjoy and found that I had a much better time doing that. So, all right. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I was like, you know, mildly disappointed that I wasn't going, but like the more I talked to you, the more I realized that like, I'm glad I didn't yeah, go because... No. I, uh, yeah, that's, I, I, yeah. You know, and, and. Something is crazy, right. something is crazy right. packed like that. Right. And you couldn't really do much, and it was just like, you know, a lot, two hours to get in. I mean, like, I'm frankly, I'm glad I didn't get, I mean, and then the fact that I can go onto YouTube and watch all the panels. Right. Um, now, know, I, 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 I hope they learn something from this, and I hope they find a way to solve it, and I hope they don't use the solution that. Orlando isn't big enough to hold this. Let's just keep doing it in Anaheim. 
Um, I hope that's not the lesson they take away from that because if they go back to Anaheim, I can probably won't be going to celebration. It's going to be hard for me to, to do that. If I do that once in the future, that will be yeah. the only time. Um, and the fact that now, the fact uh, that they sold so many tickets in Orlando and the fact that you know they get all the overflow to the theme parks you know in Orlando makes me think they're going to try to find a way Disney's going to try to find a way to continue to utilize Orlando um, but they they have to change something and I was actually wouldn't it make I wouldn't it make sense if they like took one of the parks one day and made it like a Star Wars celebration park or something like that I guess it, Possibly, but uh, I mean, take... it's a four-day event, and it, it's kind of hard. You can't really. I don't think it's going to be possible guess, to block yeah. off a, a park for four Close days for nothing but Star Wars. Like Star Wars celebration, yeah. and that would and that would limit a lot of the stuff that I do enjoy. I do enjoy the 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 vendors and the toys and the exclusives and stuff like that. And just you know, there's also some smaller panels that a lot of people don't do that I sometimes like and enjoy. So I go into those and and and. and it, have fun with those, and, and that would be lost if you took it to a theme park. Um, I think I uh, a, a friend of mine, Cert, actually, um, had an idea that maybe what they could do in the future is run the convention two consecutive months in a row, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. Perhaps that would thin out the crowd a little bit if you have people flying from one coast to the other to go to it. And there were people from, I talked to people from Canada, from Pennsylvania, from Arizona. So there's people traveling a long way to go to this convention. So maybe. It's tough, right? Because you have to know that there's enough people to, because you can't just have two shows and, and then hope that enough people show right. up. And that they don't, because like, I imagine it costs like at least 10, 20 bucks to keep the, you know, to, to rent out the space. Right, right. Um, but uh, I mean, it always just walking through. That convention center it just boggles my mind and like what their electric bill must be oh my god that thing is huge yeah just the air conditioning yeah. is giant space yeah they keep the lights on let alone but exactly. uh, was it all it's like the same was it the same pavilion that usually yeah was, it was in the, it was in the same other? same main area the same stages same rooms were utilized okay. uh, a couple things were missing okay. there wasn't a lot of decorations in the lobby anymore I think that that would have been kind of nice uh, there was no giant ad. There was a giant ad, but it was on the convention floor, and and they had this big celebration stage where they were doing the live stream. And actually, some guests would. I think Harrison Ford jumped up on stage at one point, and John Boyega, and that was all on the convention floor. But guess what? I couldn't really see that because a that area was packed the entire time, and b they put a life size Tie Fighter just right opposite the the stage. So, like, when you're looking out at the crowd, it's a really cool optic. When you're watching it on live stream and you look at this crowd of people watching, you know, that are dressed in Star Wars paraphernalia and stuff, watching stuff, and you see this giant TIE fighter back, and that plays really well at home. But guess what? When you're on the convention floor, floor the TIE fighter's blocking half of your view. <laughs> so it doesn't really play very well when you're there. <laughs> it's... Uh, well, uh... There's... So I'm gonna change gears. Yeah, here. yeah. Are we done? But uh, so you, you know, for all the hassle, you did get to experience the glory of Star Wars Celebration. But I had the enjoyment of driving to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Wow, I, that you know. I know. Uh, now it was, it was glorious. I'm, I'm, what? It it 
Does this? Does this? Hopefully, this story ends with a hand job from Katy Perry. If that that's the way the story ends, then I will be officially jealous. Um. <laughs> so you're saying it, if it was just a, if it was like a kiss from Katy Perry or a handshake, that would be that wouldn't be a, a hand job. I want to walk it. I, I want to walk it back. I I said I would probably only wait 24 hours for the new Star Wars film. <laughs> Let's throw in a hand job from Katy Perry. <laughs> but. If you're walking, waiting 24 hours, that mean does that mean that like like a hundred other people ahead of you got? Well, if it's tw- if Perry? it's 24 hours, it's probably a couple thousand people, and that's why I said hand job because that if it was anything else, <laughs> she'd be pretty used up by that point. I mean, you want to be, you know, you want to be the beginning of that. Line. Yeah. I don't know. Would you? Eh, I don't you know. know. I, mean, I might go. I might know, like, go. I, I, gotta, I might go sloppy seconds on Katy Perry. I don't think I'm going sloppy 367th on Katy Perry. <laughs> I th- I don't know. I think at that point, like, I would go up there and like, can I request a foot? <laughs> can I get like a? Can I get like between the two big toes? You know, I'm like, what? Are, you've already done that fifty times. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Huh. The back. What about the back of your knees? Eh? Okay. Only one other guy's asked for that. Okay. What? What the heck? Uh, but we digress. So but, get, let's let's talk yes, about yes, wonderful yes. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Tell me, what is in Scranton, talk, Pennsylvania? I, <laughs> I cannot talk about wonderful Scranton, Pennsylvania, but I can talk about Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> now, um, so what do we do? We uh, drove up for the weekend for a lovely Passover, a Pesach celebration. We originally were going to go to Philly, but uh, Steph's Aunt Molly is... Uh, somewhat ailing health, and that's so. That's where she lives. It's Grant, and so instead of everybody going to, to Philly, uh, everybody went to where Aunt Molly was. It's Grant. Okay. We had a little Passover celebration, and um, I'd never been to anywhere other than Philadelphia in terms of Pennsylvania, and so like from from Baltimore, it's like three three hours and change. You drive through a couple interstates. You drive through Harrisburg, which apparently is the capital. It's like, who knew? I mean, I think when I was three or four or whatever, <laughs> my mother taught me all the state capitals and I've since forgot them. But uh, I think it's a pretty good rule that if you drive, you can, like, you remember it and, and, and learn it if, you, if you're there, if you drive through. It's like, okay, so I've driven through Harrisburg. Okay, now I remember that's the capital of Pennsylvania, whatever. But um, <laughs> um, nothing terribly exciting about Scranton other than it really reminded me of Denver. Like, not Denver, but, like, sort of, like, north and, like, in terms of, like, it was mountainy, but, like, Denver is, like, to the east of the Rockies, and it's kind of flat, and it's, like, barren and flat. So, it's, like, it really, like, I kind of had flashbacks, like, I was like, visiting my family in Denver, but otherwise it was, like, it's grand. It's, like, eh, you know, I mean, we stayed, it's, like, any town in USA, you get off the interstate, and you're at the whatever, you stay at the, the whatever extended stay suites, or I can't even remember, but, uh, so that was lovely and fun. What is what is Scranton, Pennsylvania's claim to fame? Do they have one? Um, I don't know. Scranton. I mean, there's like a university in town. Um, I think I think the the guy who named the scrotum was <laughs> that happened at the University of Scranton. What should we call it? Let's call it the scrotum. Let's go. Let's go, Scranton scrotums. The fighting scrotums. <laughs> the scrotum. Scranton Scrotums, yes. I mean, he's like, huh. It's like, 
It's a part of a male anatomy. It just after all these thousands of years, there's just no name. What should we call it? Oh, why don't we call it the scrotum? Yes, the scrotum. The scrotum was named in scrotum. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um. Um, Scranton was a lovely place. I mean, it was no no better or worse than anything. Um, on the way back, on the way back, we uh, so the, cool, the the one I I always try to make the best of things. What's like when we were driving through Harrisburg? What's like what was basically fifteen minutes out of the way? What's off of our path was Hershey, Pennsylvania. Ah, yes. Now, Hershey, Pennsylvania. There, it's like basically. There's nothing around that area, but like they turned into like a me- like a theme park area because there's a Hershey theme park. It's like a Six Flags, or whatever. And then right next door, there's uh, it's like their version of Disney. There's like a bunch of there's a hotel, there's a theme park, there's there's a Chocolate World, which is it's their visit. It's theme of like a visitor center. And so I said, okay, we're not going to theme park, but let's go to the visitor center. And so I was kind of excited. On the way back, we went to the Hershey's Hershey World visitor center if you will and it was kind of it was okay it was like this giant chocolate store which is always cool and it's like this giant food court with a lot of delicious stuff and like this really lame like it was like their version of a Disney animatronic ride where you stand in line and then you get on the moving sidewalk and you get in the car and then like it's awesome for the first 30 seconds because there's like singing and dancing cows and then the rest of the rooms are all like it's another room where they're explaining the various steps of making chocolate, and like it's just one room after another. Where it's like, and this is another room where it's like a bunch of giant machinery, fake machinery. This is how we press the chocolate, dehydrate it, and then it's like, and it was really fucking boring. Well, that's what most of those tours like, are. Whenever you go, whenever they make, but see, like, well, this wasn't an actual fact. Yeah. This was just a late, this was like a fake animatronic. Oh, okay. But the only, so it would be like a small world where like the first 30 seconds are like the dancing cows and then the rest of it is like nothing. It's just like a bunch of. A belt press going back and forth. A belt press, basically a chocolate press going back and forth. It was like really disappointing. They didn't have like Lucy Ricardo there just stuffing shit in her hat. Oh my God, Jesus. You should like get on the creative board because like. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they thought that and they couldn't get the right. Like, yeah, I mean, like they're like, no, that was Nestle. You know, that was your deli. We can't have it. You know, I mean, like it was so like this awful animatronic. And of course, the only exciting part, the first thirty seconds with the singing cow, scared the shit out of my daughter. <laughs> okay, and, and then the, you know how they they take the picture. They, they actually took t- pictures at two stages. They took the picture, like when you're going in, like you're in the line, and they, say, they tell your group to stand behind the, you know, stand there and take a picture. Okay, cool. And then, like, at the end of the ride, where they take a picture at the end of the ride, and, like, at the end, they were selling one of the pictures. I don't know which one. Guess how much they wanted for just a simple picture of us. Take a guess. 20 bucks. Nope. Higher or lower? Higher. 25. Nope. 30. 30 bucks. They wanted 30 bucks for just a group picture. Ah. Uh, and that it was just crazy. Did anybody buy one? Did you see anybody buy one? I didn't see it. I wasn't sticking around or anything. But, like, I don't know if they realized, but, you know, people have cameras on their phones now. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, there's these giant sticks that people can take pictures. Like, like how is it they sustain this practice? And now, I guess it makes sense because, like, at the end of the ride, the very last step is they're giving out free samples. Like, really tiny, like, free samples of Hershey's chocolate. Like a Hershey's Think kiss. Think of a Hershey's... They, like, a, like, slightly bigger than a kiss, smaller than a minute. Oh, my God. And they're giving out... Yeah. That's the best that you got? And that's what I got. And I'm like, well, I guess to pay for all that free chocolate, that's why they have to spend, charge $30 for the, you know, the, the support Christ. of the pictures. But, like, they priced themselves out because, like, it was a beautiful group picture of, like, me and my family. I was like, but I'm not giving them $30 if they wanted. I might even, they have to do some research, figure out, like, the optimal price I, points. Like, maybe 20 is like, maybe 15 you know, 10, 10 bucks, you know. But, like, it was just it the stupidest goddamn That's ride. That's ridiculous. Ugh. I just took a tour of the St. Augustine Distillery last year, and I got liquor at the end. <laughs> Free liquor. Come on. Not a little piece of chocolate. <laughs> I took a tour of the Guinness uh, Warehouse, just, and I got a pint of Guinness at the end. <laughs> well, you have, but you have to factor in, like, the travel cost to Ireland, you know. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so that was like Hershey World. But then like we went to the, like the giant store and like got some awesome. We spent like fifty dollars on Hershey's candy. Uh, of course, and that's what you have to do. So, <laughs> and uh, and then like while we were at the food court eating our lunch, our snack slash, um, like you know dessert, whatever. Like it was Easter. We happened to be there on Easter Sunday, so like there was this big thing like the Easter Bunny was there and like all these characters dressed up as giant Hershey bars and stuff they're playing you know the candy man and I'm like oh and like my, my wife's like not letting my daughter go there's like no we're not doing the Easter stuff but like but like it's a giant it's like a giant candy bar and Hershey's Kiss and they're singing the candy man from you know it was it was it was like it was just their version of it it wasn't the Sammy Davis version it wasn't the Willy Wonka version right. it was like you know their version of it but like it was like but like I play every once in a while, like I play the Candyman for my daughter. I sing it for, her, and it's like, oh my god, there's like dancing characters. They're playing the Candyman. I was like, no, no, we're Jews. No Easter stuff. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but uh, so the big, the big, and so you know that was Hershey World. But the other story I want to tell about the trip is that, and I'll try to make this quick, but. Um, have I ever told this, this is like at Passover? So Passover is cool. You know, you know the reason why we were going there. We were at Molly's apartment, and it was, like there was no AC, so it was kind of warm. But you know the reason why we were going there is spend with family and spend with her because she's not doing so well. So that was cool. I get that. But have I ever told you the story about my first Passover with that group of people? No. Have I ever told you the whole incident with the with the Afikoma? No, no, you have not. Okay, so I'll try to give you the, the quick version of it. Because um, this was, like, the, my first, like, I think this was, like, right after I moved in with Steph. And my first trip to Philly, and, like, every year, Susan, you know, cousin Susan, Keith, they have Passover, and then her brother, Susan, um, Susan's brother. These are all, like, Steph's dad's first, uh, co- first cousins. But, uh, so, like, Susan has it usually at her house. And then Sam, who's the one, her brother usually it comes up from North Carolina and like it runs it and it's cool and then all the relatives you know various relatives and siblings and kids whatever show up all the cousins so it's cool so the first the first one in 09 
in, in Philly. It was great. And they were, and I had actually never been to a Seder before. You know, because like, I'm like the anti-Jew. S- like, okay, Seder, is that, is that the uh, half man, half horse? <laughs> I believe, yes. No, I believe that's the, um, that's the half monster, half Patrick Duffy. Oh, oh, that's a man bear pig. <laughs> yes, the man bear pig. Um, anyway, so the Seder, whatever, the Passover, you go there and, uh, you basically sit around for two hours and doing the, the ceremony every eat, eat some, eat some food that's like symbolic of the, and you learn about, I don't know, apparently I'm not a good learner, I was going to it's something about, it's something about the Jews and the ex, it's about the Exodus and the Jews fleeing Egypt and Moses and all that, all that fun stuff, you know. Let my Cameron go, all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so whatever. Seder went there, you know, trying to. Usually, it's a good time because you get a bunch of Jews together. We were the reason why there's so many Jew comics is because we tend to have good senses of humor as a family, and we get together, and you know, everybody's laughing. Whatever. But uh, there's this one part I didn't know anything about this, but like, literally, my knowledge of the Afi Komen was from an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. What it is is during a seder, there's this, there's a point where somebody's supposed to hide the afikoma, which is just a matzah. It's just a matzah wrapped up in a napkin, or whatever. Somebody's supposed to. It's called the afikoma. Somebody's supposed to hide it, and then the kids, children, the young people are supposed to find it, and whoever finds it gets a, a prize. Okay. Right? That is the tradition. Like literally, my knowledge of that is from Kirby enthusiasm. <laughs> and. Uh, I'm like, okay, and so like, okay, well, they want me to participate. They're trying to, they're trying to make me feel welcome. It's like they want you to participate in the Afikom, and um, I'm like, okay, I'm down, cool. And so, at the begin, the at the beginning, it's like, here you go, take the Afikom and hide it somewhere. And I'm being all slick, and I'm wandering in the house, and am I hiding it here? Am I hiding it there? I'm pretending I'm here, pretending I'm there. You know, just trying to throw them off the trail, going all around the house. And I end up hiding out, out like out the back, like by the cooler in the backyard. All right, this could be fun, right? And uh, we get to the point in the ceremony towards the end. We're like, all right, now is the time where we we do the, you know, we, we need to find the Afikoma. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be fun. They're gonna look look for because there's a few kids there. There's like a couple like. 15, 16 year old cousins are like, alright, it's gonna be fun, right? And they're like, so Sam's like, okay, Ted, go get the Afikoma. I'm like, uh, sorry? He's like, well, now's the time. Well, this is what we do in our family. You just go get the Afikoma, and then we negotiate, or there's some stupid thing about, like, they negotiate. It's not that people, not that kids search for the Afikoma, but like, you you barter, you bargain, and then if I get a good enough prize, I'll go get it for you. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the tradition is, the thousand-year-old tradition or whatever, maybe it was invented in the 60s like Kwanzaa, who knows. But like the thousand-year-old tradition is like, no, somebody hides it and then the children go, fine. What is this bullshit about go get it and then we'll bargain? We'll have a negotiation. Of, and then it, when the negotiation is to your satisfaction, and then you'll give us the offer. And we're like, no, and I refuse. And I'm like, no, that's not what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to go find it. And we're going back and forth for a couple minutes, and then things start get heated. Like stepdad's like, just go get the goddamn off you go. And then Sam says, well, if you want to, 
Stay in this family. You go get the Avi Cohen. He's threatening me. He's threatening me, throwing me out of the family if I don't go get the Avi Cohen. <laughs> so I go get the Avi Cohen. Here, here's your fucking Avi Cohen. I don't want any part of this. <laughs> oh, what the? F- okay. So, anyways, and then okay. So that's that's that story. And later on, he apologizes. Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to threaten you. Throw you out of the family. I was like, whatever. Okay, everything's cool, right? <laughs> so let's fast forward, shall we? To this. So like we've I've had I've been there like two or three times. I've had a few satyrs, right? And there no no problems. I had all kinds of fun. So let's fast forward to Scranton, Pennsylvania, 2017. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're sitting there. Everything's going great, and um, it's at the beginning. He's like, okay, well now's. It was like halfway through. You're like you're halfway through the ceremony. Okay, okay, we're gonna stop. We're gonna eat. But first, but first, um, here I'm gonna set the. He's like, oh, he's having a little fun. I'm gonna set. I, I happen to be sitting next to Sam. He sets the off at Kilman. I was like, all right, now I'm gonna go get the food. I'm gonna set the off at Kilman right here. Nobody better take it and hide it. Wink, wink, wink. And he's like, and Ted, you're in charge of security. If somebody takes the off at Kilman, you're gonna have to deal with the negotiations later. And he leaves. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, like, he should know by now that that's a sore spot for me. <laughs> and he's trying to involve me in it and then put me in charge of the negotiation for the Afi Komen. You know, at, at, the, at, and like, at the risk of sounding anti-Semitic here... Are you starting to see where the reputation for the Jewish people is starting to, <laughs> to take take a little bit of a negative aspect sometimes? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, trying to vote in the French election after this. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'm like, yeah, was it Le Pen? Yeah, Le Pen, I can understand. She's uh, not bad. And, like, I'm stewing, right? So, like, this happens, but, like, there's a pause because... Now we have the meal, and it's going to be like another hour before the situation comes. And I go over to Steph, and I'm like livid. I'm like, can you fucking believe What the fuck is he fucking doing? Are you kidding me? You know how annoyed I am with this whole coma thing. And he's trying to put me in charge of the negotiation for finding the Afikoma. <laughs> and she's like, oh, just let it go. Don't worry. Just fine. He's not. I'm like, he's trying to enter. I'm like, He's fucking with me, right? He's trying to antagonize me. <laughs> Did he not realize? Like, she's like, no, no. Sam's a nice guy. He doesn't have a negative bone in his body. He did. He's not trying to do that. He's just trying to have a little fun. I'm like, okay, fine. And so I'm thinking through the whole through the whole meal. I'm thinking, how am I going to play this? I'm going to play this cool. I'm not going to lose my cool. I'm just going to be whatever. I'm like, how am I going? I'm not going to tell him to go fuck himself. I mean, like, if he puts me in charge, I'm going to simply say, nope, I'm not doing it. Nope, not going to happen. Right, so then we play it cool, Ted. And we get to the end. He's like, all right, well, before we wrap things up, we got to go. It's like, oh, the Offy Coman is missing. Ted, I believe you're in charge. And I'm like, no, I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge of the negotiations. He's like, no, you said you were going to be in charge of this. He's like, no, I didn't say I was going to be in charge. You said it. He's like, no, we have witnesses. Like, and like, I'm like, so like, I'm really trying to play it cool here. And I'm like, uh, can I? Can you please produce some documentation that attests to the fact that I said I was going to be turning? He's like, well, we have we have eyewitnesses. At this point, I think Cousin Keith was realizing that I was getting annoyed, and he was like, 
he was like, he's like, no, no, eyewitness testimony is notorious and reliable. So he was like trying to basically like get me out uh-huh. of it, and like like we're going back and forth for like a couple minutes here <laughs> until finally my wife, and like at this point, she like like calms things down because she brings what she did was she she took my baby and they went over and they got the afikoma and they brought it back to the table and my daughter was like here you go we found the afikoma and at that point I was like ah shit you know that's a beautiful uh huh. And like, oh, my daughter found the Afi Corner. Like, and at that point, like, everything was great. And like, oh, my daughter, I love her. And she's doing the thing, whatever. And then, like, Sam is having some bullshit negotiation with, uh, with my daughter. About, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And um, so that that was the Afi Komen story. And the 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 only other funny part to it is that the gift that my daughter got was like this doll and the doll scares the shit <laughs> any doll like she basically my daughter is afraid of any doll or toy that laughs because like, oh. my gra- grandma has a little like toy it's like it's like the little plushie the size of your hand and you squeeze it and it goes hee hee and it scares the shit of my daughter and so there's this doll somebody i think aunt molly actually got a gift and, and you know aunt molly was like trying to get a, get a great gift for the kids, but like you squeeze the doll and it goes hee 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 and it scares the shit of my daughter. My daughter wants nothing to do with this doll. <laughs> like no doll, die doll, scary, get away. Now, now I have a question as far as the negotiations. Is, is there like a variety of different things that they can get depending on how good they are? Like, oh, you could have gotten a free ride to Princeton, but unfortunately, you settled for the Barbie doll. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I've only I've only seen the negotiation once, and the, it was his daughter. He's like, she was negotiating for like five bucks or ten bucks, and it's like, what? what? Is, are, 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 is, yeah. it, is it like let's make a deal where okay, you can get this, or you can go what's behind curtain <laughs> number two? You know? <laughs> oh, okay, you can have the five dollars. Well, no, it wasn't. It was basically a really boring negotiation. Oh, I got a Zonko. Like, <laughs> It was basically, you know, they were trying to us him, us him down, you know? <laughs> that's that's my favorite line from, like, one of my one of my favorite lines. Of the, I like the 100 line, like my 97th favorite line from Family Guy. It's like, I remember the time I was a Jew, and Peter was like, yeah, I really tried to us him down. <laughs> you, do you remember that one? I do. I do remember that. But, uh... Yeah. So, anyway, so yes, it was a lovely time, and I swear, Sam, every year he's like fucking with me with, as far as yeah, the coffee comes. Dude's fucking with you, dude. <laughs> he's, he had to be totally fucking with me. <laughs> he totally was. <laughs> but uh, oh god, what else? Uh, so that was Scran. Basically, like, got to see Aunt Molly and uh, have some delicious food and see the family. And drive and see wonderful Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Go Scranton, fighting scrotums. <laughs> Go Scranton, scrotums. <laughs> and uh, we get to stop at Hershey World. But uh, so that I, uh, I mean, would you? Which one would you would rather have done? Scranton or Star Wars Celebration? Oh, After oh, oh. All, Look, I, you know, I, I, I spent a long time kind of complaining about the, the lines and stuff like that, but I still had a really good time. You know, and and okay. I had I I met up with Bruce. I, I met 
met you know uh, saw his daughter for the first time and she's oh, yeah wow. so uh, I saw him and his wife and his daughter uh, Keith came over on Saturday with with my goddaughter and uh, cool. so you know and, and plus when you're standing in line with people you're standing in line with strangers but you all have a common interest so invariably you end up striking up conversations so I, I yeah. had a lot yeah. of good conversations met a lot of nice people and uh, you know my my daughters love this stuff they love anybody in costume they just think is is great so they, they want to take pictures with people in costumes they had stuff for kids to do they colored pictures they did droid races which was basically these inflatable r2d2s that are remote control those are fun as shit i want to get those for them i see how much those things are uh. i bet you buy them online they're probably 200 dollars a piece but they're inflatable r2d2s that just go back and forth and they're bumping into each other and having a good time um, you know, I got to see some panels. I got some cool swag. You know, I, I had a good time. I always do have a good time at these things. It's just a lot. The Star Wars, the Star Wars beats Scranton. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just a lot more than it used to be. It's a lot bigger than it used to be, a lot more congested. And it's just you have to get used to that. And I, I'll, I'll, if they come back to Orlando, I'll go again. I just know what All to right. expect now. All right, that's cool. That's about it. I uh, and then I have like other. Well, we're running out of time because it's been almost an hour, and so we're probably gonna run out. We're into the rapid fire part portion of our uh, podcast here. Rapid fire. Last movie you saw and was it good? Go. Uh shit! I can't even remember the last movie. I saw. Logan. It was. Now good. let me bring up this. The last. Uh, I th- Rogue One. Maybe was that the last one I saw? I don't know. Logan was the last one I saw. I actually went and saw Logan in the theater. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw Logan. That was good. Enjoyed it. Um. You know what? So since this is a podcast, and there has to be just like a, like a, a t- I don't know, a TV program, whatever. You have to have a teaser for next week. So here's my teaser because I have like another hour's worth of material. But uh, I saw, and this is not too much. I saw Amy. I saw Amy Mann in concert on, on last Thursday. That was fun. Okay, that's your like twelfth time, right? Uh, fifth, I mean, I, you know, I love her, I worship her, she's great. Um, saw it, went down to D.C., saw Amy, that was great. Nothing terribly added, funny, or anything. I just had a really good time in D.C. at the Lincoln Theater. Um, and we had delicious Korean tacos beforehand, because nice. there was like a Korean taco restaurant um, right down the street. And we always, and... Um, Korean tacos, one of those that foods that. that didn't exist 10 years ago and probably won't exist 10 years from now. But enjoy it while they're here. So. <laughs> it was awesome. Had a Korean taco. I know it's been quite some time since you had a Korean ah, taco. I, I, ah. I didn't care for the one that I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you liked it at first, but it kind yeah, of gets stale. Exactly. Yeah, crazy Korean taco. <laughs> but uh, in case people don't know, Darren's uh, ex-wife is uh, was, half, crazy half was, Korean. She was a cr- Korean taco. She was literally just a taco. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so I saw Amy, so that was cool, a lot of fun. Um, and then the thing maybe we can talk about, so it's pr- you got to be running low on uh, recording because it's been about an hour. But the only thing I can say is maybe next thing we can talk about how I did my first six-minute amateur stand-up comedy oh, set really? two, when, two Wednesdays ago. Well, let's, let's, let's touch on that. I think we can get, in, get that in. I gotta hear this. Nah, not enough time. Not enough time. Nah, I mean it was fine. Nothing on the order. Just had a good did time. Did you get? Did you I get laughs? Did you get polite applause? Sure. Or did you just get booed? Or I, 
Oh no, I got a couple laughs. Good for my first time. I think I, I, I the, the guy who was running the show knew it was my first time. He was pleasantly surprised at how bad I was not my first time. Oh good. But, uh, yeah, I got a couple. All laughs. right. But uh, gotta just gotta keep at it because I know I was like nervous and and uh, you know it, I got I got the writing part down, but the presentation part is like a whole other. That's yeah. Area that's study. a whole. But, that's uh, a whole other ball game, you know. But. Uh, you know, and just getting comfortable on stage and work with the mic. But yeah, I had a good time, and I think I, I definitely got a few laughs. Definitely got a few laughs. I gotta, but um, I want to do it again. I want to keep doing of it. Of course, I got a lot of material. And whenever, whenever I can get some time, because like just life is crazy right now with um, you know, taking care of uh, parents and stuff. But uh, whenever life finally settles down, I'll be able to start doing a little bit more regular. This is oh, I guess the part, the only part I can mention is that. Um, a pro did I tell you the pro showed up oh I guess I did not um so it was like this little dive in Columbia Maryland like you know this great little bar and uh like three hours worth of amateur it was an amateur comedy night that they have every week and a pro showed up I guess he's, he's a local and I saw him I don't know his name but I recognize him I think I've seen this dude somewhere before and he went up right before me <laughs> really yeah, like, you know, I had to follow the pro, so that was kind of a, you know, shit letdown for me. Right. It was like, you know, it's like, oh, I got to have to follow that guy. You, know, you never want to go after the good person. You want to go before him. Yeah. yeah, you want to be the warm-up act, uh, not the... <laughs> but, uh, well, who was who exactly. the pro? Have we heard of him, or is he... I can't remember his name. I didn't hear him, but I'll find out, because he they were, he's gonna, he, did, he did some Kevin Hart, Comedy Central show like season two which hasn't aired yet so when it finally airs i'll be able to tell you okay I, I just remember that he's going to be on Comedy did you get to talk to him like a little but, bit now nah, i oh, didn't okay. i mean i we had to now nah, i didn't really want to we had to go but uh, it was getting late and everything yeah. but i didn't talk to him but like everybody was like crowding around him at the end it was like yeah whatever but like he he was talking he told some touching story about charlie murphy because he used to like where he had worked with charlie murphy in the past before and Charlie Murphy just died like the previous day yeah so. oh wow that's right so but so yeah, I gave a little toast to Charlie Murphy but uh, it was just a beautiful night and uh, you know I hope to do it on a more regular basis but uh, that's it that's it that's good man I mean that's that takes that takes a lot of guts man a lot of people don't even I do not like speaking in front of people I, I yeah I don't I either but it. it's like you just I just had to do it I had to force myself good me it's all about practice i just i had practiced my set like a hundred times and it's like but uh i just want to get out there i want to push myself of course and that's the only way you can do it it's just to do it and you just got it just it was a small bar full of like 10 20 people so that's good yeah that's a good start did you uh have somebody record your routine or i think steph videoed uh a little bit of it but not the whole thing Mm -hmm. but uh yeah, no, maybe maybe next time we'll get the whole yeah. thing. Might be helpful, you know, just to see what works, what doesn't, where people oh, yeah. are laughing, oh, yeah. what point. Oh, yeah. You know, so. I remember, like, one or two jokes I was getting a couple laughs. But, uh, yeah, I got, I'm, I'm going to start trying to do the next six. I already have, I already have another set. I can. Oh, good. Do, so. so, and was it like a five-minute set, or how long was it? He gave six minutes. Now, see, the standard set is five. Okay. So um, I had a practice to five, and he, they said he gave everybody six. So that let me kind of relax. And I had, I had there's like a, I did a little banter when I first came up there, 
before I got into my set. So it's like, but basically, you know, it's about preparation. You know, it's like the standard is five, and I had my five down. And right. when it was six, it's like I kind of relaxed a little right. bit. And you, kinda, could, you could slow you know, the pacing down, add it out a little bit. So maybe talk to the crowd yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. All right. No heckles. You didn't but, get any uh, heckles. No, no heckling. Good, good. Just my wife. You know, <laughs> you suck. That that was that was after the show in the bed bedroom there. So. <laughs> it was more like a command. You suck. <laughs> oh boy. So, but yeah. Um. <clears throat> so Amy Mann, you saw. I I've got a, a couple of concerts coming up this this summer. Um, actually, I've got three of them going in like in two months in a row. It's starting in June. Well, you got what, like uh, U2 U- or Springsteen I've got or U2 in, in Tampa. Uh, I bought. I just bought tickets for my wife's birthday. We're going to go see, in Orlando, we're going to see Daryl Hall and John Oates and Tears for Fears. Oh, Tears for That's yeah. right, yeah. So we're going to see that show. And then in July, a co-worker of mine was dying to see him and even bought my ticket because he wanted to go so bad. I'm going to be seeing yeah, you Metallica. Told me this. Wait, wait, you told me yeah, what, Metallica, yeah, Metallica, which I think I'm much too old for. But hey, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think they're older than you. So ah, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. So that's awesome. But, man. Yeah, I got uh, I got lined up. I don't think I have any other shows lined up. There's, I think Guster's coming to town in July or something. Actually, you know what? I want to see Amy again. Amy's coming to town again in June because, like, it's the second leg of her tour. And, like, these artists tend to go to D.C. and Maryland. Yeah. Like, she's in D.C. and Annapolis. Wow. Frankly, Annapolis wow. is, like, half as far as D.C. But I didn't know she didn't schedule Annapolis till after D.C. went on sale. So I might even see her again in June in Annapolis, which is, like, a half-hour drive. Might as well, man. You, you know, you... You're pretty close to stalking her. You might as well can just continue. So, I'm excuse me. I am not close to stalking her. I have never once attempted to contact her or do anything outside of a show that she was at. <laughs> Nothing. I've only tried. I actually got, and the only thing I've ever done is gotten an autograph from her outside the House of oh. Blues, where she was signing autographs. Okay. That's literally the only contact I've ever had okay. with her. So yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> if you call stalking, going to see her every time she comes to town, which for Florida is fucking never. never. Yeah, never. Never. She has not been. I don't think she's even been back to Florida since like oh five yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah that's so, you definitely have an advantage her. living in the Northeast as far as that goes. Um, well, you have a lot of advantages yeah, not is, living in the South, but <laughs> living, yeah, you know, that. Artists tend to stay in that area and do a lot of different shows, uh, which I do like that because I got to see my favorite artist who I'd never, but frankly, he never toured to begin with. But he, it was Josh Rouse, and he came to DC a year or two ago. And yeah, that was a really big deal for me because I'm a really big fan yeah. of him. He never tours. Like he moved to Spain, so like he tours Europe, Europe, <laughs> America. I think, but uh, um, so yeah, yeah, man, getting to see my favorite. Like, my favorite small time... Like, I call them, like, small time. I mean, like, they're not, like... not. I wouldn't say small time, but, like... They're not classic acts. They're not, like, your... Your McCartney's and your right. Roger Waters and your classic art. They're more, like, your more recent, like... You know, like, the people who, like... Basically started in the 90s. Like, well, yeah, Duster well, they're, and Josh they're, they're, they're and Travis. They're all from the smaller 90s. Smaller venues. You know, they're smaller venue artists. Yeah, smaller venue people who like were from the '90s. Amy comes goes back to the really her solo stuff. 
it's technically she wasn't a solo artist till the right. 90s but obviously she was before right. that but like like I, I, I you know because I'm a fan of her solo stuff no. <clears throat> like, so like you could call them like the 90s and right. artists the old 97 yeah. they're all 90s artists and uh, they all come to relatively small clubs, exactly. and size. Florida's Florida's and, fine uh, for getting the arena tours and stuff like that. You're gonna get your Springsteens and Tom Petty's and Pearl Jams and all that stuff. That's not gonna be a problem, but it's some of the smart smaller artists that it, it's it's difficult. So, you know, we've we, for the most part they don't come. to... Actually, the old ninety sevens they finally after a while they were they now come to Florida like every okay. year. Like I was actually so like they are like the coolest because like I. I saw them at the uh, the uh, what's it called theater, the Plaza Live. For those of you who might that might sound familiar, that was where Grimmy got her head blown off at the Plaza Live in. in oh, that's that, right. That, that oh, fucking nutcase. Yeah, yeah I, that's what, like where she was outside the yeah. stage signing autographs. That's the same, right? You know, five square feet yeah. that I hung out and talked to the old ninety sevens at the Plaza mm-hmm. Live. Off of Bumby in Orlando, which is, I don't know, if they're, if they're back open or whatever. But, you know, that crazy guy cause went in there and killed her. But, yeah, because... So, like, they... I, I saw the old 97s there, and just I guess for some reason they decided to do, like, a, just a, a meet and greet after the show. And I talked to... Or not talked to, but I got, I got an autograph from, like, every member of the 97s. So they were very That's nice. cool. I, I never know what to say to these right. guys. Because I just feel awkward and intimidated. So. <laughs> So I just I try to keep it short and like yeah thank you you, did, you sounded great tonight can I hear yeah it's like, but uh, uh, they're just you know they're like they remind me of like, like southern gentlemen it's like they're all from Texas and like, like super polite like Texas guys that's cool you know? but uh, actually spent like five minutes talking to the guitar player and he was explaining it's like I literally was like thanking them for coming to Florida because it was like first time coming to Florida mm-hmm. when I saw them like dude. Thank you for coming to Florida. Nobody comes to Florida. And he was basically Ken. He was basically explaining that the reason why they go to Florida and stuff is because their kids are to the age where they can go farther. They can go on long ah, tours, okay. and drive far right. away because their kids are older. When their kids were younger, they didn't want to travel far. Exactly, I guess. Yeah. But he's like, well, so he's explaining to me like, yeah, then we come to Florida because their kids are almost grown. And uh, but you know, it's had a lovely conversation. Very nice guys. And. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the point of this. Uh, like, like, uh, oh yeah, like why they come to Florida? Like their reason why they come to Florida now. Like basically, right. like basically nobody else comes to Florida. Amy stopped going to Florida. Yeah. Like, no, and, and he's like, Guster still goes to Florida. They're like the only one. No, no. I mean, we still get, and we get, we have music festivals down here. You know that that these some of these bands will go to. You know, there's the. Uh, Sunfest in West Palm Beach. There's that uh, festival in Okeechobee now that that they do that they do that is a, like three or four day festival that gets a lot of bands together and, and some of those bands you describe will hit those. But yeah, for the most part, it's like it's not like it is in the Northeast where you have basically one of these smaller artists every weekend, just, you know, close to you and and. and thing with Florida being so large and so spread out you know uh, if you live in Miami and you want to go see a band they're playing in Orlando or in Okeechobee or Jacksonville or something like that that's a pretty long haul whereas you know yeah you, yeah I know because like my whole perspective is Florida yeah. 
It's like if I got in the car, it'd be like if you get in the car for three hours, you drive from Melbourne or Orlando to Miami. If I got in the car and drove three hours, I'd be in New York City. <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. Two, it's it's two and a half to New Jersey. Yeah. It's like that's well, like an and it'd be like three. You don't drive to fucking New York. It'd be like two and a half hours. I'm in like South Central New Jersey yeah. from here, and I go like or. Like yeah, it was be fucking Delaware or Pennsylvania or Jersey. Yeah, exactly. or I mean, like for two yeah. hours. Oh. And uh, yeah, and, and and then three and a half hours, I'd hop in a train. I'd be in fucking Manhattan. So like, um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, things are. It's just a different perspective. Well, I got the Florida <laughs> perspective. Right oh boy. Or or you drive three and a half hours and you are in. Beautiful scrotum. I mean, Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> we're gonna we're, three and a half to. Scranton. You're gonna get a strongly worded letter from the Scranton Board of uh, <laughs> Tourism. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> if they ban me from Scranton, I'll be perfectly happy to never <laughs> go back to Scranton for the rest of my life. No, they're gonna make you. They're, I am They're gonna do the exact opposite. They're gonna make you stay there for a week. So they can show you all the lovely things they gonna, have to offer. It's gonna be like uh, it's gonna be like Borat, where he kept making fun of Kazakhstan, and finally at the end, they're like they invited him to come see beautiful Kazakhstan <laughs> to convince to convince him that it wasn't such a bad place. But don't I, I hope he didn't go because it was a trap to arrest him. Well, I I want to continue, but we've been on the phone for one fifteen. He said you had one twenty yeah. on your yeah. So, so and how long were you recording before you called? I, I hit record right after I called you, so it was. It's, yeah. Are you yeah. okay? Okay, so we we probably have like literally five minutes left because my calls is one fifteen. So let's close close it okay, out. Okay, let's close it out. Have we named this damn thing yet? Are we now the Scranton Scranton thought, Scrotums, the Scranton Scrotum Podcast? Uh, this 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 week it's the Scranton Scrotum the Podcast. The Scranton Scrotum Podcast. So. <laughs> Uh, in about two or three years, we're gonna have a podcast about how I got my ass kicked in a Scranton. <laughs> oh, I do have I do have a follow up question from our last podcast. Have you finished all of your oh, sparkling yes. fruit tea yet, or do you have any left? Are you savoring? I don't even know that. I, I don't even know that I've had a single one since the last uh, podcast. I might have. I think I've had one since our last. I've had exactly one. Wow, you're savoring them. Oh you're yeah, man. That stretch. Oh, by the way. Oh, and and. I found a peach one. Really? I stumbled upon. I wasn't even looking. We were just in Giant, which is like you it know, was just on the side of the road. <laughs> it's a yellowish, orangeish liquid was... in there. I sure hope it's the peach one. <laughs> I, I I pried it out of the dead hands of a homeless guy. Mmm, tastes like methamphetamine. <laughs> it was half. It, it was. <laughs> it was half drank, drunk. I don't know. It was half. Consumed. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not that good. Uh-huh. No, um, I I found it sitting on the, on the shelf of the local giant, and it was expired. It was like expired by like two months, just sitting nice. there. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a peach Lipton. I'm getting. <laughs> but oh, uh, the only person I know excited I still, about still... buying expired Lipton tea. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, okay. I guess we could sign off from the Sparkling Lipton Podcast. <laughs> Home of the Scranton Scrotums. <laughs> <laughs>
if you're ever in Scranton, drink a sparkling Lipton. Because they're still living five years ago. <laughs> and really, what else are you going to do? <laughs> How else are you going to spend yeah. your time? Uh, yeah, that's boy. pretty much it. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up another uh, wonderful podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've actually uh, been listening to a couple other amateur podcasts uh, on, a, on a Star Wars bend over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, I you know, they may be popular, but I don't see really what a lot of them have to offer. Um some hosts are a little bit more right. accessible than others. All right, wait, 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 wait. I thought we were signing off. What is this shit? That's, I just kind of wandered off. back into a conversation. No, no, no. We got, we're, we got no time left. We got no time. You said 120. We're at 118. Oh, boy. We go. I'm Ted. Oh. I'm, we're signing off. I'm Ted. And I'm you're, Darren. And we are the... And this has been the Lipton, Sparkling Lipton Scranton Scrotum Podcast. <laughs> Until next time. And let me...